Hello and welcome back to K-Pod, Kilvington's very own bi-weekly podcast. I'm your host, Shreya Naidu, and without further ado, let's get into the week. Hi, my name is Savannah, Savannah and I'm at the Kilvington Art Show, and I'm going to talk about my owl. This is my owl, and these are everybody else's. Mine is my favorite because it has a white middle and beautiful blue eyes. And it has little polka dots on its wings. Lots of people made stripes, but I made polka dots. And now I'm going to talk about some different artwork I did. I did um, a Bengal um, picture. We were making um, a flower and mine is beautiful. And I am gonna talk about my next artwork. My next artwork is, um, we did up some birds. We made a bird out of a stencil. Then we um, sewed the stomach, stomach, then we put eyes on it, and then we Pokes feathers through it at its bottom for a tail. This is the other artwork I like. It's not mine, but it's my favorite other one. It's my sister's artwork. And it has all the other, um, you'll see artwork too. And it's on big round board. And she's wearing a beautiful stripy dress with two pieces of long hair. Hi, I'm Yash Kapoor. I'm in 3S. And I'm going to talk about my tie-dyeing artwork so first we started off with a paper towel and we had to fan fold it and then dye it different corners then we spread it down and let it dry then what we had to do is we had to get a black pen make patterns all around it then we had to frame it if it was a bit too small we would have to get a um, black piece of paper and stick it to the frame and yeah, I, I really like the art show. Like it's got from artworks from all the way from e- ELC to Year Ten. They're all really, really good and surprisingly different. No one had actually copied anyone else. Hi, my name's Dia, and I'm in Three T. And I'm going to talk about my bird artwork that I made. I liked the bird artwork because it had a lot of steps to it, and it was fun making. First we had to get cardboard and we just had to cut out different shapes of a bird. Then we had to paint it the different colours and we had to put designs on them. Then we had to stick them all together so that they form a bird. My favourite part of the art show is that you can see different people's artworks from year prep to else to from ELC to year 10, and it's really nice seeing how everyone else has different styles of painting. Hello, Thank you for and listening. To the first episode of Verminopolis Weekly. Today we will be talking to the leaders of two teams, the technologists and the generators, who are in charge of the railroad and waste disposal. But first, let me give you an outline of the city. As one of the founders, it is my job to oversee construction, and it has amazed me how far they have come in a matter of days. Our first guest today is Andrew Moore, the leader of the technologists, who will be answering questions about his new maglev bullet train. 
So, Andrew, how did you come up with the idea for Maglev Skyrim? Well, I came up with the idea because to make it sustainable, it needs to be very energy efficient. So, I did some research and came across the Maglev system. As well as being really energy efficient, added bonuses are that it's almost completely silent and, and it is insanely quick. And probably the easiest way to transport lots of people long distances. What are the risks of using the Maglev system? Well, the Maglev system is reliant on electricity to power the electronic magnets. So if there is a power cut, then there is no chance of the train actually working, because they are entirely powered by the electric magnets. With the amount of energy that it uses, will there be enough energy to power the rest of the city? Uh, our, our city is using nuclear energy, so we have almost an infinite uh, source of energy. And with the research that I did, I found that the air conditioning on the train uses more energy than the train itself. Thank you, Andrew, for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to me about your system. No problem. Always a pleasure to talk to my boss. After the break, we will talk to the head generator, Ben Trulon. Zebra question by Shel Silverstein. I asked the zebra, are you black with white stripes or are you white with black stripes? And the zebra asked me, are you good with bad habits or are you bad with good habits? Are you noisy with quiet times or are you quiet with noisy times? Are you happy with sad days or are you sad with happy days? Are you neat with sloppy words or are you sloppy with neat words? And on and on and on and on and on he went. I'll never ask a zebra about stripes again. Hello Ben, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure, I've always wanted to be a podcast star. Lovely, I just have a couple of questions for you today. Yeah, sure, not a problem. First, can I get some insight on the system of waste disposable that you are using? Sure. Basically, all the waste goes into a big cannon called a railgun. From there, the railgun shoots all the waste into the sun, and the sun degrades it all. How did you come up with the idea of a railgun? Everything that I researched was boring and basically already done before. I wanted to do something original. So I was thinking of how I could degrade the waste in a sustainable way, a way that wouldn't affect Earth and I decided to pop it into the sun. Last question. Is the system sustainable? Yeah, it's very sustainable because it uses magnets so that it doesn't have any waste products. Thank you for coming in and answering the questions, Ben. No problem. I enjoyed some time off. Unfortunately, we were not able to get any more people from the project to talk to me, but I will give you all the information needed for you to decide whether you want to move to Bermanopolis or one of the other cities on Proxima B. The coordinators are farming crops that do not take long to grow, so that there is a near constant supply of crops to the city. They've also included a cow farm and a pig farm. The carers, who have been working hard to create more sustainable buildings like hospitals, schools, beaches and parks, the artisans, who are in charge of creating more sustainable housing, created a f kidney filtration system which reduces the use of water by thousands of litres a week. Well, thank you for tuning in to the first weekly episode of Bermanopolis Weekly. Hi, Matthew. G'day, Tyler. So, I just wanted to ask you a few questions. And what sector do you represent? I'm actually the representative for the designers and the informers. And who are your group members? My group members are myself, Lockie and Tyler. And what is your sector responsible for? Our, our sector is responsible for all the planning of the city, like putting all the housing in one area, putting the parks in one area, 
So it's basically the planning of the city. It's like how Melbourne is planned using the HODL grid. Okay, so why would you want to live in Hedge City? I like to live in Hedge City because it's very pleasing to the eye and it's also been given the most livable ranking for a third year in a row of 98.65 and livability is very big to me. So how is your sector of uh, planning sustainable? Well, we've actually given half our city to of our 2,000 square kilometres to the agricultural sector so they can actually use all that area to grow. Great. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you very much, Tyler. So I'm here with Ariana and Maddie, and I'm going to ask you, what sector do you represent? I represent the artisans. And who are your group members? My group members are Ariana, myself, Keisha and Momoko. So, what, Ariana, what is your sector responsible for? Um, it's responsible for the housing in the city. And how is it sustainable? Um, because we have solar panels, which um, don't use electricity, they actually take it from the sun, so that's how it's really sustainable. Why would you want to live in Hedge City, Ariane? Because um, it's a really sustainable and healthy city and um, it'll be really fun as well and it's very um, aesthetically pleasing to the eye. Thank you. Okay, Sam. Hello. So I have a few questions to ask you on this project. So first of all, what sector do you represent? Uh, I represent the coordinators. Very good. And who are your group members? Uh, Justin and I. Okay, and what is your sector responsible for in Hedge City? Uh, we're res we're um, responsible for farming and agriculture. Okay, and how is your sector being sustainable? Um, by only bringing over some animals uh, because a lot of animals are harmful by, because they produce methane, so we're just bringing over chickens and goats. Okay, and why would you want to live in Hedge City? Um, because it's sustainable and there are a lot of, people, a lot of good people living on it. Thank you for your words, Sam, and we hope to see you again soon. Thanks, Matt. So, hi, Maria. Uh, what are you in charge of in the planning? So, um, for the planning, I'm part of the transport group with Phoebe and Alex, and together we're building a transport system for Omega City. That sounds great. And what are your plans? So, our plans are to create an overhead transport system and it's going to run, run along a pole and it'll also, we're also going to have bikes for each household that carry three people so that they can, it's an, more, also an efficient way to get from small distances. Cool. And what are the long-term benefits, in your opinion, of the transport system for like sustainability and stuff so like that. the benefits are that the transport system uses solar panels which doesn't create excess like like fossil fuels and gases and this pollutes the air so it's better with solar panels um no pollution is created within the air um it's a renew renewable source of energy and we also have mirrors on the top of the platforms to reflect the sun from different angles and also, when people are getting up and down from the stairs, we, we're using stairs, sorry, so that they um, can get up and down. That sounds great. And lastly, why do you think that people should um, choose Omega City to live in? I think people should choose Omega City because it's very sustainable. I think the transport system is also very good because we've got a really clean and fresh air and environment and it's really organised. So, yeah. Well, thank you for being here today. So I'm here with Alex and Isaac. Um, what are you guys in charge of? 
farming and agriculture. And what are your plans for agriculture and farming? To make a sustainable um, farming system that can filtrate water. Water. For growing crops. For growing crops and, uh, and breeding animals for food and seafood and stuff like that. Okay, so why is your farm so sustainable and why do you think it's going to work in the long term? Because it has this unique farming system. <laughs> Where, where the entire farm is tilted so that the water goes to the centre for recycling so they can be recycled. So the water gets filtrated like in the middle of the farming system. It's like a circle. A big water And then it goes back up through the filtration. And then it sprinkles all over the, all the plants. So it's like an endless cycle. Cool. And in your opinions, why do you think that people should you, um, choose this city to live in? Oh, because it's really sustainable. It's, it's good for the environment. It's very good for the environment. Cool, thank you. So Evan, what are you in charge of for the planning? Well, for the planning, I was in charge of, well, really it was a whole, whole group effort. Harrison, James and I, we came up with the plan for the hydroelectricity model and the bioseptic tank model. Cool, and why do you think that your plans are so sustainable and why do you think it's gonna work in the long term? Oh, well, it's very sustainable because hydroelectricity, we don't really run out of water because it's just continued all the movements. And with the bioseptic tanks, it's just um, reusing sewage um, in garden work. So, Liv, what are you in charge of? So, me and Jess are in charge of the website and we're assisting all the other groups with their work. So, we're um, the designers and informers. Great. And what are your plans for the city? Well, we've sort of made a double-storey city and we've um, put the city in a big water of ocean so this way we can have access to water at all times. It's a double city with recreational and sort of industrial buildings on top and then on the bottom we have our farming and agriculture. I think a mega city is really good because it's a way of living which isn't affecting the environment. So, hi Ethan, thank you for being here. What are you in charge of? Well, we are doing housing and we're trying to build as sustainable a house as we can. Cool. And um, what are your plans to make this the housing so sustainable? Well, we've got walls that have multiple layers so that they filter out any unnecessary emissions and take out all the emissions from indoors. We've got a smart lighting system using solar panels and we've got housing that's very um, space efficient because it's got a spiral staircase in the middle and then four houses around the outside. Because it's really efficient you don't, um, it's got all the space you need for as, a, as a family in in quite a small amount of space. Lots of houses have lots of wasted space, There's empty rooms and stuff, so this place doesn't have space for that. Well, thank you for being here. I'm here with Jessie from the team of designers. So Jessie, what does sustainability mean to you? Sustainability to me means to maintain natural resources without causing further damage. And how have you been making Layman Land sustainable? Uh, we've been using the right resources to build the infrastructures and been managing our buildings and stuff. Thank you, Jessie. I'm here with Amy, who was in the team building the houses. So, Amy, what have you been doing to make Layman Land sustainable? My group and I have been building sustainable houses by... Well, first of all, we researched some elements that make, make a house sustainable and... Possibly some materials as well. And how have you been doing this? 
So we decided to add green plants for clean gas exchange all around the building and the rooftops, of course. Windows for natural lights, solar panels all over the building for access to electricity. And we also include some non-toxic materials like mud brick. Thank you, Amy. Here I have Caitlin from the team of generators. So Caitlin, what have your team been doing to make Lehman Land sustainable? As generators, we needed to find a way to generate power, water and waste without using any unsustainable resources. After a lot of research, we came up with ways to generate resources without impacting the environment at all. On Earth, the most unsustainable thing that we do is generate power by emitting gases into the air. But at Lehman Land, we try to eliminate this completely. And how have you been doing this, Caitlin? Um, so we built several models and we we used all recycled um, materials and same with same with at Lehman Land. We've used sustainable materials that will not impact the environment. Thank you, Caitlin. I'm here with Ed from the Carers, the group that was in charge of creating the recreational centres, hospitals and school facilities. So, Edward, what have you and your group been doing to make Lehman Land sustainable? So, we've been using a lot of sustainable materials um, and we've been using lots of green areas in our buildings. Um, we've also been using windows for lots of uh, natural light. So, Jared, what have you and your team of technologists been doing to make Lehman Land sustainable? Well, our team have been um, making the roads more sustainable by using less fuel and petrol. And rather than doing that, we use, like, solar panels and electromagnets. How does the transport change to make it more sustainable? Well, like I said, by using stuff like solar panels we like use this energy from the sun rather than using petrol and we can move around vehicles by doing that thank you jared hello my name is jana costello and i am chaplain and counselor at kilvington grammar school a typical day for me includes um mm, how honest will i be not wanting to get out of bed but once I get to work I'm usually fine so the lesson is there just keep going and when I get here most of my day is spent listening to people and talking to people which I love I love being in my office and hearing about people's lives and hopefully offering a bit of insight into to people about where they're going and where they're heading that really is probably my passion in life so it's just as well I'm a school counsellor because um, it's what I'm interested in people I'm very curious about people and I love seeing things going well for people best thing about my job is um, it's having a sense of working with people and seeing people's lives improve and I am a strong believer that um, we all need someone to listen to us and to believe in us and if there's just one person that gives you unconditional positive regard it's often a really good starting point for working out who you are and where you want to go in your own life. So a typical day is usually fairly hectic and chaotic and I'm on the phone often for a long times of the day and I'm talking to students and I occasionally get out of my office and talk to staff and people around me, which I really like. 
yet another cracking week at Kilpington. Don't forget to tune in in the next coming weeks to hear about more of the excitement in the schoolyard. I'm your host, Shrey Naidu, signing out.